This is Pet Life Radio. Let's talk pets. The views expressed by guests on this program do not necessarily represent the views of the host or owners of the Doggy Diva Show and do not necessarily constitute endorsement of products. Medical information discussed by guests on this program are those of the guests and is only for informational purposes and should not replace medical advice by your local veterinarian professional. Hi, this is Susan Murray from the Doggy Diva Show. This week, essential oils and your pets, medical advice for cat parents, and the latest in cute pet ID tags. That's what's on our show this week. Let's get started. Hey. Do you hear that? What is that? It's the bark heard round the world. The Doggy Diva Show. Here's Susan Marie. Hi, welcome to the Doggy Diva Show, the show for animal lovers. I'm your host, Susan Marie, and as always, I'm joined by my canine co-hosts, the doggy divas themselves, Francesca, Coco, and our newest little diva, Miss Olive. Miss Olive is the cute little Italian greyhound rescue in the picture with the microphone. Thank you for joining us today as we bring the experts in the pet and animal world right to you. So go grab a cup of coffee and your pet's favorite treat, and we'll be back in just a moment. Tired of wasting money on giant bags, boxes, and jugs of litter that don't last? Switch to World's Best Cat Litter, the only litter that lets you use less and get more. World's Best Cat Litter uses the concentrated power of corn to deliver outstanding odor control and easy cleanup. It's lightweight, 99% dust-free, and pet, people, and planet-friendly. It's even flushable. Make the switch to World's Best Cat Litter and save $2. Visit www.saveonworldsbest.com. Let's Talk Pets on PetLifeRadio.com. Welcome back, everyone, to the Doggy Diva Show, and I am here with Monica Layton, and she is the owner of Professional Pet Sitting. And, Monica, you know, we talk about holistic ways and ways that we can help our pets, and there's a way that... I use them on myself, and I've just started recently using them on my pets. Can you tell us about essential oils? Yes, some essential oils are great for holistic care. Um, According to Pet Poison Helpline, some of them are actually on the rise for toxicity issues, though. Um, So that's why I wanted to make sure everybody was aware of. So essential oils, they're absorbed rapidly, either orally or through the skin. And they can help calm our pets down. They can alleviate stress. Um, they're great for a ton of different illnesses. Um, but one thing that I wanted to bring everybody's attention to is that certain ones that we use at home, I know some of these I was guilty of having in my house. And I hadn't even realized that it was a problem for our kitty friends. Um, so as I said, if they're, you know, even taken in orally or across the skin, they're metabolized by the liver. And cats lack a s- essential enzyme in their litter, in their liver, which makes that metabolizing and eliminating of those certain toxins more difficult for them. So the higher the concentration of the essential oil, the greater risk it is to the cat. But the oils that they're finding that cats are having toxicity to 
are um, the oil of wintergreen, which was the one that I had at home because I like to use that for my sinuses, things of that nature. And that is actually toxic to our cats. So um, wintergreen, um, sweet birch, citrus oil, which is like the D, um, the D lemon oils and things of that nature. Um, pine oils, our lang lang oil, peppermint oil, cinnamon oil, um, pennyroyal oil, clove, eucalyptus, and tea tree oils. And a lot of articles and things like that online, you know, they'll talk about tea tree for, you know, parasite preventions, things of that nature. And I know I've seen on different sites, you know, where people will recommend putting that into, you know, your pet shampoo for, you know, flea prevention, parasite prevention, things of that nature. But be extremely cautious about getting that anywhere near a cat because like I said cats have that lack of enzyme capability in their liver so they have a very 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 hard time handling some of those toxins um, they say when you use them at home if you're evaporating the oil um, in like a reed diffuser um, or a heat diffuser like one of the ones that you plug in and the oil comes out then the toxicity level is greatly diminished um, you don't want to have it right next to where your cat's laying and you could still get some minor um, side effects as in regards to like respiratory irritations, you know, maybe it's causing a little bit of sneezing, wheezing, things of that nature. Um, but for the most part, it's when it's directly applied to the skin, um, applied in a shampoo, something like that, or taken orally is where they have the severe toxicity. So just being very cautious. Um, also, if you are diffusing it and your cat showing signs of watery nose, watery eyes, um, any kind of sensations in the nose or throat, um, any kind of nausea, drooling, vomiting, or even difficulty in breathing, they're all signs that it may be at a toxic level for the pet. So just be very cautious when, you know, burning those oils that you do not see any of those side effects if you are using them in a reed diffuser or in a, you know, a hot oil diffuser at home. Well, now I noticed you didn't say lavender. So lavender's okay? Yes. No, that is fine. Because what I do, because I have been kind of like um, trying to get my home as um, chemically free as possible, is I put lavender, like 40 drops of lavender in with, I, I believe it's like a cup, a half a cup of uh, white cider vinegar. Yes. No, lavender is good. And I, I do that at home. I love mixing the winter greens and the pines in with the lemon when I'm cleaning too. And I'm like, oh no, I didn't realize it was a no-no. And here I am putting it in, you know, when I'm cleaning carpets at home, I'm putting it in my, you know, my Bissell carpet machine, you know, for the extra great smell and in with my mop waters. And I had no idea that this was actually an issue. So that's why I wanted to bring it to everybody's attention because I love my essential oils. I use them a lot. Um, you know, luckily I've not had any issues with my pets. I've never applied it directly to them, um, orally or topically though. So that's the main thing I just wanted to get out there because I, with me having children, like they say that you always put in like tea tree oil to your kids, um, shampoo or conditioner and you'll never have lice. And I've always, I just heard it. And I do it. Um, my receptionist was telling us about that. You know, she had that problem when her daughter was younger. And I've always just done it as a precaution and have not had any issues. 
And it's just one of those things where people tell you, you know, oh, try this and try that. And so it never, you know, occurred to me that that would be something that was so toxic to our cats. So I just wanted to make sure everybody was aware of that because I do know that there are a lot of recipes online, um, you know, when it comes to holistic and all natural flea preventions um, out there. And a lot of them are specifically for dogs, but it doesn't always say, you know, toxic to cats. Do not, you know, use on your cats. So I want to make sure everybody was aware that it's definitely not something that they want to put on their cats. No, and I think that, you know, we have a large feline audience out there, and I think that they're going to find this to be very, very helpful. And um, so, Monica, as always, I thank you, and have a great week. Thank you so much. Have a great week. Up next, some important news for cat lovers. Stay tuned. Does your dog itch, scratch, stink, or shed like crazy? Come to Dynavite for help. Order a 90-day supply of Dynavite. Everything we tried failed except the Dynavite. Pick up two bottles of Super Mega Fish Oil. Get the third bottle free. Packed with omega-3, DHA, and EPA fatty acids. Super Mega is great for your dog's immune system, healthy skin, and soft, shiny fur. Dogs love it. Try Super Omega Fish Oil. Buy two. Get one free. At Dynavite.com. D-I-N-O-V-I-T-E dot com. Let's talk pets. Let's talk pets. On Pet Life Radio. Pet Life Radio. PetLifeRadio.com. Welcome back, everyone, to the Doggy Diva Show. And we are here this morning with award-winning veterinarian from Venice, Florida, Dr. Michael Reinhardt. Welcome, Dr. Reinhardt. Uh, good morning. How are you? Very good, thanks. Hey, you know, one of the things that people have asked me about, and I wanted to talk to you about it, is um, FIP. And it's something that, you know, we talk a lot about dogs, but we have our feline friends out there that are our listeners, too. So can you give us a little information on that? Yeah, things are kind of changing with FIP. It's a, it's a, it's a virus that's caused a lot of problems. It, it, back in the 60s, FIP, or feline infectious peritonitis, kind of went hand-in-hand hand with feline leukemia. Then we got a, a vaccine for feline leukemia. So feline leukemia is not gone, but it's it's kind of taken a back seat. It's still there, and probably the number one infectious disease killer of cats that are outside. But many people feel that FIP or feline infectious peritonitis is the number one cause of death in kittens. And uh, there's been a lot of concerns about it. And one of the concerns is it's difficult to diagnose because this comes from a virus called a coronavirus. And the problem with the coronavirus is simple kitten diarrhea a lot of times is caused by a coronavirus. So you run a blood test for a coronavirus in these cats that you think have it, and it comes back with false positives and false negatives, and it doesn't know the difference between the coronavirus, which is the kitten diarrhea, and the coronavirus, which is FIP. So it makes a lot of difficulty for those of us to diagnose it. And it, it kind of comes in two forms. It comes in the wet form, which is fluids in the, in the chest and the abdomen, and it also comes in a dry form. The fluids in the chest and the abdomen, a lot of times you pull the fluids off and you have them analyzed and you pretty much get your answer. The dry form is scar tissue out throughout the body and basically it, it causes general organ failure. And it's very difficult to diagnose. But lately there's been a lot of, of things happening and, and the Morris Foundation began a $1.2 million research fund. And with that research fund there's been a lot of stuff done. And uh, Dr. Niels Peterson from the University of California in Davis 
has been doing a lot of studies on antiviral drugs, and there's two antiviral drugs that I was reading that really have been interesting. Uh, they had one study of an antiviral drug called GC376, and they had 20 cats in the study, which is a pretty small study, and these cats had naturally occurring FIP. And with the GC376, all those cats returned to normal health. However, 14 of them relapsed and died, but six of those cats went into total remission. Then they had another study with 30 cats with a drug called EVO984. And in those 30 cats, four cats died of related and unrelated problems, not necessarily FIP, but 26 of those cats went into complete remission. So there is some consideration, and Dr. Peterson feels that FIP-specific antiviral drugs is going to become the main choice for FIP in the future. However, these drugs are an investigational situation, and who knows when it's going to become available to the average practitioner. So, yeah, it's out there. Times are changing, but times change slowly. So, But maybe we have some treatments for this disease, which is fatal, the question is, can we get a better way to diagnose it? We did at one time have a vaccine for it, but that vaccine kind of failed efficacy, and I don't believe it's even available anymore. So we don't have a vaccine for this like we do feline leukemia, but, you know, we keep changing and keep studying and see if we can make them changes with this. So for people who, um, especially the kittens that get this, so there is some optimism. There is something that potentially could be happening that would have a better um, prognosis, like a all over better prognosis for kittens as opposed to the possibility of losing them, correct? Well, there are antiviral drugs, but we're talking, you know, this is way in the future, but they're, they're doing these studies, you know, they, they have these two drugs, I'm sure they're going to get more. Um, I mean, you know, there's a lot of risk factors for this, that's early weaning, uh, stress at the time of exposure, such as surgery and vaccines, overcrowding, and because overcrowding is a risk factor, shelters and foster homes are a high uh, risk for this for kittens, so... You know, right now, they're jumping up and down about it being a kitten problem. I do see it in older cats. You get an older cat coming in and can't breathe, take an x-ray. It's got what's called pleural effusion, which is fluids around the, the lungs. The lungs are collapsing. Nine times in a ha- t- out of ten, that's probably FIP. If uh, What are the symptoms? I know that you're, we talked about the lungs. Is there any other symptoms that the listeners should be looking for if they have a cat that, um, you know, they're thinking, oh, maybe this isn't so serious, but actually the symptom is serious. They should have it looked at by the veterinarian. Uh, one of the most universal symptoms for just about anything is anorexia or not eating. I mean, they don't eat. The lung one, obviously, the cat's breathing really hard, really struggling. You're, you can see that having problems. The, the, the abdomen one, the abdomen fluid, you know, the animal's not eating. All of a sudden, you realize this, he's getting rounder and rounder and rounder, and he's got fluid in his belly. The dry form is just everything. You get kidney failure, you get everything. It's just general organ failure, and that's just about anything. But, you know, the problem is really, you know, I'm at a loss to say, okay, here, we're going to run this blood test and get an answer. I don't run that blood test quite frequently because, you know, basically I get the fluid form, and we kind of figure it out from there. And uh, I, I will run that blood test if I have other cats in the household that I'm concerned about may or may or not been exposed. Now, how contagious is it? It's contagious, but there was a study where they had like 200 cats in a, in a cattery, and they had a, a cat in there that had FIP, and uh, they were able to show that only five cats of those 200 cats got FIP. However, it takes a while for that FIP to show up, so those other cats may have had FIP, but they're... 
what we call asymptomatic. You know, the, 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 the clock is ticking, the fuse is burning, but it's not there. But only five of the 200 came down with FIP. Well, it sounds as though it's something that should be looked at. A lot of people are asking about different things about this FIP. They've asked about um, some of the cat uh, diseases, this being one of them. And you've given us a lot of good information on it, a lot of good information for what we're dealing with in the present, and a lot of information what could be happening and affecting us in the future. So I thank you very much. Mm-hmm. The times, they are a-changing. <laughs> Thanks. We'll be back in just a moment. Hi, Doggy Diva Show listeners. Susan Marie here to take just a half a minute to let you know how much we appreciate your being with us every week to hear great dog tips you can use with your pet, some great stories about rescues, fostering, and some heartwarming stories about second chances for pets who are now in loving forever homes. Be sure to go to our website, thedoggydiva.com, to see pictures of Miss Olive and other dogs we talk about on the show and get to know us a little better. That's thedoggydiva.com, D-O-G-G-Y. We appreciate your feedback, too. Okay, let's get back to the show. Up next, looking for a fashion accessory for your pets that they can wear while paying it forward? We have the answer. Stay tuned. Begging to hear more of your favorite show? Full episodes of all our shows are available on demand. Go to PetLifeRadio.com to fetch our entire lineup of possum pet podcasts. Also, dig us up in iHeartRadio and iTunes. Let's talk pets. Live and on demand, only from PetLifeRadio. Welcome back, everyone. Now, Miss Olive has a new fashion favorite accessory that she just loves. And I have to tell you, whenever I look at it, it makes me smile. So we have the founder of Bad Tags with us. Welcome, Christian Brewer. How are you? Hi, I'm good. Thanks for having me. Oh, I have to tell you, I love, love, love your tags. And we get so many compliments. And it makes people smile because of all the little cute sayings that are on it. (laughs) Yes. And I like on the back where it goes, call my mom, and then it has, instead of just like a regular phone number on the back, it's so cute. It says, call my mom, and then the phone number. It's an adorable, adorable um, product. So could you tell the listeners a little about yourself and your background? Sure. So I grew up on a dairy farm, and I've always had tons of animals and pets my entire life. I got a nursing degree, and I worked about 10 years at various hospital settings as a nurse until I was able um, to leave nursing and, and run my business full-time. And so now I'm a full-time like dog mom mm-hmm. slash bad tags maker. <laughs> well, and you're a rescue mom. Can you tell us about your pets? Of course. So I have four dogs. All four dogs are adopted. Our newest adoptee is Max. He is a cart dog. He's paralyzed in the back end. And he was actually my most recent foster. So he's now a foster failure. (laughs) Um, (laughs) I can relate to that. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So he's super cute. His name's Max. Um, He also just has one eye. So he has like tons of personality. And then I have three girls. Uh, one's an English bulldog, the other two are French bulldogs, and um, they were all adopted, and they're rescued from um, puppy mills, so they're ex-puppy mill mamas. Oh, that's, uh, so thank you for doing that. Yeah, so I got those four dogs. I have two indoor cats, two 
outdoor cats. I have um, 15 ducks. They all have names and personalities. <laughs> and 12 chickens. I live on a hobby farm, so I have a lot of animals. Oh, that's <laughs> so cool. Now, with all of your animals, what was your inspiration for bad tags? So that came with my late bulldog, Moose. Um, Moose isn't with us anymore. He he had such a personality. It was He was just bigger than life. Um, and he inspired bad tags. I wanted I wanted tags to match all the cute collars that he used to wear. And I just couldn't find anything on the market that I liked. And especially, you know, in the big chain, big box stores, I just didn't like the engraved tags. So I did some research and I learned how to create my own tags. And, you know, some of his first tags were, you know, can't control my liquor because this guy just would lick, he would lick everything. He was crazy. And then he had um, Sir Barks a lot because he was afraid of cardboard boxes and would bark at everything. And then he also was obsessed with tennis balls. Um, so I came up with a funny tag that says, have you seen my balls? You know, and he was a male and neutered. So, <laughs> so he had all these funny tags and um, friends and family saw them and wanted, you know, bad tags for their dogs. And then as soon as I created my social media pages, you know, Facebook and Instagram, it just snowballed. Everybody wanted their pet to have and wear a bad tag because they're so funny and they're so cute and they're such conversation starters. You just have so many. They're so adorable. <laughs> yeah, we have a, a lot. We have um, lots of different categories online. So there's really funny tags. There's more, you know, cute tags. There's We even have more, you know, mature tags for adults. And One, it's got a little heart and it says oldie but a goodie. I love that. Oh, yes. Yeah, yeah I that, love my senior pets. Me too. That was inspired with Fancy. She's my 13-year-old dog that I have right now. Oh. And she wears that. So. Now, I, one of the, I, I love them, obviously, because they have the cutest little sayings on them and they make people smile. But they're also great because they're mm -hmm. waterproof and they don't jingle. My Olive, Olive's a mm -hmm. tripod, so she's always getting up and like shaking, shake, oh, shake, shake her booty. Yeah. And um, <laughs> so, so, but it's great because it doesn't jangle. So can you tell us about bag tags, like what they're made, how they're made? And because there's so many good things about them besides the fact they're so darn cute. Yeah, they have, um, they have a tag silencer on them. So they are silent tags. They don't make a whole lot of noise like traditional engraved tags. Um, it also glows in the dark. So there's a little bit of a fun factor at night there. Um, they come in two sizes and there's 25 different colors you can choose from. And um, they're actually a metal tag. They have a special coating on them. So the colors and artwork are they're permanent. So yes, they are waterproof. Um, they're pretty durable for everyday activities. And there's, a, you, you do have a lot to choose from too. So that's a great thing too, because mm -hmm. if people just want, and they're very reasonable. So if people are looking to buy something just to change up their, you know, their pet's look, whether it be for the holidays or whether it be just because they want to make themselves smile or other people smile, it's, mm -hmm. it's a great way to change up the look without, you know, I dress my dogs up, but there are some people who don't and they always go, what can yeah. I do to make my dog feel special, look special? And these are the perfect tags for them. Yeah. 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 It's a it's a quick way to add some personality and some flair, you know, if you're not looking to purchase a brand new collar or put, you know, some dogs don't like to wear, you know, shirts or hoodies. So this is kind of a fun little 
fun factor for yeah. the, their caller. Now, you have a uh, a pay it forward program um, where you give back to animals in need. Can you tell the listeners a little about that? Because as their dogs are wearing these and as you're purchasing these, you're also helping other pets. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, obviously rescue is really important to me. I'm a foster dog mom. I'm a volunteer with the French Bulldog Rescue Network, and all four of my dogs are adopted. Um, so we donate approximately 10% of our profits back to various rescues with, you know, the French Bulldog Rescue Network. You know, since I'm a volunteer with them, we do a lot of fundraising with them. We donate tags when rescues have online auctions or if they're having, you know, like an in-person adoption event and they're having like a raffle table, um, a raffle basket or like a silent donation table. We always donate tags for those purposes. And just things that come up. So like when Hurricane Harvey hit, we did a matching fundraiser with Austin Pets Alive. And we matched donations up to $500. Um, So we donated a little over $500 and then combined with, um, you know, everyone else that donated, we raised almost $3,000 for Austin Pets Alive a couple months ago. That is so wonderful. And I just, I love the fact that, um, when Olive's wearing this, she's paying it forward at the same time. That's mm-hmm. it, that's what makes it even yeah. more special. So I thank you. I thank mm-hmm. you for doing that. Mm-hmm. Now we're talking about how cute these are. We're talking about how adorable they are. I'm sure the listeners are going, well, how can I get one? So <laughs> where can they purchase them? Where, how do they order their bad tags? So you can, you buy directly from us online. We have um, our own website. It's www.buybuibadtags.com. And we also have an Etsy store. I know a lot of folks like to shop on Etsy for their dogs. That's where all the, you know, the really fun handmade collars and things are. Um, So you can find us on Etsy at badtags.etsy.com. Oh, that's so great. And that's what I was just going to say. If people want to learn more about bad tags, where would they go to, to learn mm-hmm. more or to keep up to date on everything? Yeah, we uh, we have an Instagram page, which is bad tags, and we're really active on that. And then the Facebook page is um, by bad tags, so just like the website. And yeah, just join in the fun. I like to, the bad tags is run just by me. And so I like to be really interactive with my customers and my fans and make sure everybody, you know, has a good time and, um, you know, so that we have a lot of fun. Oh, and it is a lot. I'm telling you, just to look at them are a lot of fun. So um, I have to thank you again for creating these. They're so uh, unique, so special, but also very practical because they are not Mm -hmm. only a fashion accessory, a cute little collar charm, but they're also ID tags. So um, that's what makes it even... uh, more special. So um, I want to thank you for being a guest on our show. I want to thank you for all that you're doing for us pet parents and also for animals in need. That's very kind and generous of you. And um, it makes people want to buy pet uh, bad tags even more. So well, thanks for having me. It was really fun talking to you. Our pleasure. So thank you again, Kristen. You have a great day. Sure. Thank you. You too. Mm -hmm. We would like to thank our guests this week. And also, as our doggy divas always say, please love your pets because they love you unconditionally. And please remember to adopt, foster, spay, neuter, and microchip. And as always, please have a great Diva Week, everyone. That's all for this episode of The Doggy Diva Show. To find out more, go to our website, thedoggydiva.com. Also, find us on our Facebook page, 
The Doggy Diva Show, and tell your fellow dog lovers about it. Don't miss Susan Marie, Miss Olive, and the Doggy Divas right here for the next episode. See you again soon. Let's Talk Pets, every week on demand, only on PetLifeRadio.com.